Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM. 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, everybody, for the first time tonight, and sadly the last time this season, welcome into Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street for Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is Rex Gardecki, and we thank you for joining us here tonight, Flyer fans. There were some things you could have booed today at the arena about, maybe even some things that popped up on the Jumbotron. But you know one thing you couldn't boo was the Dayton Flyers' effort this, tonight. 70-39, to 39, and they wiped the floor, Rex, with the woeful LaSalle Explorers. <laughs> They're the best 9-21 and 21 team in the country. Well, I think you're right, John. It's hard to say anything <laughs> after that. It's, it's nice to see Jalen Crutcher have a double-double. We talked about it, and Anthony talked about Josh with his 18 points, 5-6, the three-throw line, uh, the effort that Dwayne Kale Hill, Hill did on defense. And a little bit before the game, I was watching Jerry Matos moving around and stuff. Yeah. And he really is getting some activity. I know he can't do much running at this point, but he acts like things on schedule and everything. So, you know, you got you got troops coming. And I have, in the past few weeks, tweeted visual evidence of this. For If you haven't seen him around the arena, he is out of that walking booth, yes. finally. Yeah. So good to see him moving around. And Jalen Crutcher, Rex, you mentioned him. A double-double on an off night yeah. for Jalen Crutcher. Yeah, he didn't shoot the ball very well, really, the, yeah. the whole first half and the second half. But he was just where he needed to be, and he got to the free-throw line and made some good passes in the second half to open up some threes for us. That's just, uh, that's just too bad, Rex, that he can't pass the eye test and he <laughs> yeah. can't play in the A-10. Shouts to David Dayton. You're in that one. Uh, yeah, a double-double for him on an off night. I mean, 11-11, almost got a triple-double, 11-11 yes. and 6. Um, a very Obi Toppin-like night with 13 uh, here in the start tonight again. Obviously, we've seen that change for the last several weeks, but just dunks left and right. One of them, oh, my gosh, Rex, he went up with one hand, <laughs> grabbed it with one hand, snatched it with one hand, came down with one. Uh, is just He is incredible. The he way, is, the way yeah. he can dunk, he just jumps out the gym like a – like, in a way we haven't seen since the Chris Wright right. and Marcus Johnson yeah. days. And I think, you know, talking to J.D. Grigsby, who was Chris Wright's uncle, he even says to this day now that, you know, Obi is is the dunker. I mean, he made yeah. some dunks tonight that I thought there was no way that that ball was going to – he was going to get up there. But it seemed like he just has that knack for finding it and great quick jumping ability. Yeah. And uh, Cunningham with a nice night, 18 points for Josh on senior night. Uh, Mike Sell continues to play – the best basketball of his career, yes. Rex. Since yep. that first VCU game on the road in Richmond, Ryan Mikesell has been playing out of his you-know-what mind. Yes. Uh, just unbelievable effort for Mikesell tonight. Uh, as we mentioned, 13 for Toppin. Uh, and off the bench, Trey Landers was 7. Cohill was 6. And it was cool to see for senior night uh, Jack Westerfield get that 3. He tried to have his moment <laughs> a couple times when he started and before Anthony took him out at about the 17-30 mark. Uh, he was over 2 to start. But, darn it, he got that. He got that moment at the end, and it was cool, as we mentioned in the postgame show, yeah. to see that bench celebrate the way they did after he hit that shot. It was great. I was talking to Keith Bulakowski before the game, and we were trying to figure out how many minutes that Jack was going to get in there. <laughs> uh, I give Anthony a lot of credit because, as you and I was talked earlier, some coaches would not do that. No. And uh, it just shows what Anthony thinks of Jack and what he's been to this program. It's a class move, and it's another one of the things that playing LaSalle affords you. <laughs> 
if this is VCU or Duquesne or Davidson, uh, Jack Westerfield's not starting. I bet my next paycheck on that one. Yes. But yeah. because you've got the best 9-19 and team in the country in the house, uh, you can afford to start Jack Westerfield. And as you mentioned, I give Anthony credit because I heard about that earlier in the day, as a lot of Flyer fans did, and that's a class yes. move by Anthony to give the hat tip to Jack and let him start yep. tonight. For I Super agree. Night. Uh, four five seven twelve ninety is the number of Flyers fans. You can call us up, or you can jump in my mentions. You can at me. You can tweet me. Don't tweet recruits. <laughs> Just don't. But you can tweet me, and I may read your tweet on the air. Or you can join us at the Bud Light Mike, which is where we'll go now to our friend Leslie. Hi, John. Hi, Rex. Hi, Leslie. We're at the end of the, you know another wonderful season with our Flyers, a much improved season over last year, and uh, we're getting ready for our bus trip to Duquesne this weekend. I've still got a couple of spots left, so. If you're looking to still follow the Flyers one more time during the regular season, 249 a person based on double occupancy. Or if you're a solo traveler, we can get you on board for 315. That gets you your bus transportation, your game ticket, your stay at the Doubletree Hotel, and breakfast the next morning. We will have a fantastic time because we always have quality fans that travel with us. Stay in touch with us over the off-season, too, because we'll be getting something together for the Chicago Legends trip in December, and you don't want to wait until the season starts to get on board for that. So you make sure you're on my email list. Give me an email at flyerfans, that's flyer, excuse me, flyerfans, plural, at sbcglobal.net. If you want to get on Duquesne, give me a call tomorrow, 223-7447. Thanks for a great season of Flyer feedback. Go Flyers. Thank you, Leslie. Go Flyers for the last time. This season at home, and also go America. Hat tip, Adam. 70-39, to 39, Dayton a winner. And, and with the win, Rex, Dayton now has assured themselves no worse of the three seed in the Atlantic 10 tournament. So here we are. Finally, they have sealed up that double bye. They will only have to win three games in as many days. Right. Gives them a reasonable shot to get the auto bid, which, if you're paying attention to bracketology, they must do. It's right. auto bid or bust at this point to get into the big dance in the NCAA tournament, and this gives them a realistic shot, even with their depth. Right. Rex, they're right. doing it. Three games in as many days. That's that's we'll a see. that's a gigantic thing. And this was a game I was just so worried about coming in because you just never know. And they didn't start out shooting it very well. No. And and LaSalle got on the lead. And I thought, oh my gosh, we don't want to get in that position with the last four minutes of the game where we have to make a shot. So yeah, that really really helps. And I think it takes some of the pressure off the players, uh, gives us an extra day to rest, and uh, just keep moving on. Yep. Back to the Bud Light, Mike, Bob, and Dayton. You know, uh, you you get the sense that uh, the slow start that habit that the Flyers have is really creating some problems because, uh, I, I mean, uh, I hate to say it, they really did underestimate LaSalle's defense uh, early on, although I think they just wore them down uh, and, and blew them out at the end because they just, they just had too many horses. But uh, getting there was just painfully painful to watch, I thought. Well, it's always, it's always tough to start out with, and uh, this team really has not been a, a quick start. Start team. No, and it's I mean, cost them games. It cost them games. You talk about creating problems. It has created problems. And George that's Mason, VCU, yeah. Rody. Boom. There's three losses that it's cost you. So hopefully, hopefully Saturday they can uh, start out like they did against uh, some of the better teams and and go from there. Yeah, but I, I agree and, with you. And I tell you, having them as a three seed in the tournament to me, I think gives them their best opportunity because I'd much rather see them, assuming they get through the second round facing Davidson than facing VCU right out the gate. I'd rather see him facing VCU at the very tail end because I think at that point they probably have momentum behind them. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that, but I, I just have a real sense that this team is quick enough and VCU with their pressure 
you know, you beat that pressure, you're going to get a lot of easy shots. Where Davidson is more precise, they run a lot of pick and rolls and use the shot clock. So I'm not sure if I sort of agree with you on that, but it's it's going to be a, a good matchup when we do go to the tournament. Well, I think I, if you'd flip it and say VCU first and they win, uh, I think they'd be ripe for the picking for Davidson. And, and I think them beating Davidson at their place was uh, that that was really one of the high points of the season, to be frankly honest. So uh, I think I'd rather see them see, uh, face Davidson first and then go to VCU. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, great season, guys. Uh, go Flyers. Yep. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, as a three seed, they would see Davidson the two seed in the second round. As a three seed, you would not see the top seeded VCU Rams until the title game. But doesn't make a difference to me because it's auto bid or bust. So you got to beat them all to be able to make the tournament. John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyers feedback. It continues after we break for news right here on the Home of the Flyer. This is Flyer feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. Another bill to reform sentences for people caught with a small amount of drugs is being worked on in the state Senate. President Trump's Secretary of Homeland Security defends his border policy Wednesday on Capitol Hill. And our top story, some warmer weather is on the way for the Miami Valley. But first, we may have to deal with some more snow. Another chilly night ahead before a warm-up towards the weekend. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic. We are cleaning up an accident in the 100 block of West Norman Avenue in the city of Dayton. And we've got an accident reported 675 southbound at West Alex Bell Road in Washington Township. Our top story, a little taste of spring heading for the Miami Valley this weekend. It's the tale of two seasons for the next few days. We've got snow that comes in Thursday night into early Friday. That could put a light accumulation down and create messy roadways Friday morning. Then we see spring-like weather for the weekend. We're in the 50s with a chance for rain and gusty winds late Saturday night into the day Sunday. Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags is back in moments with her exclusive WHIO forecast. In Washington, the president's Homeland Security Secretary defends the administration's border declaration in hearings in Congress. Standing behind the president's emergency declaration. This is not a manufactured crisis. The Homeland Security Secretary sparred repeatedly with Democrats. Let me tell you, Madam Secretary, either you're lying to this committee or you don't know what's happening at the border. Our Washington insider Jamie Dupree has more on his blog at WHIO.com. In Miami County, the Children's Services Director under investigation for fraud and theft has been fired. June Cannon is not yet facing charges, but county detectives are talking with prosecutors, according to Sheriff Dave Duchak. The allegations involve possible reimbursement claims and time worked. WHIO's Ron Otto says Cannon was placed on administrative leave on March 1st. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. A new reform bill pending in the Ohio Senate would give people caught carrying small amounts of drugs to feed their addictions more options, including seeking treatment in lieu of a criminal conviction. Under the bill, drug dealers would still face prison time, but many drug possession offenses would be reclassified from felonies to misdemeanors, and prosecution for possession of trace amounts of drugs would cease entirely. 
Lawmakers are hoping to have that bill passed and out of the Senate by June. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Brideggs. Mainly clear skies this evening. We're falling through the 20s, eventually down to a low of 18 degrees tonight. While winds will subside, we'll still see wind chills in the single digits by morning. Thursday will be dry to start, but that will change by the end of the day. Clouds thicken up. We warm to the low 30s for the afternoon. Then snow showers develop into the late evening hours, becoming more widespread Thursday night into the early morning hours of Friday. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Eggs on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar, clear and cold around the Miami Valley at this hour. It's 20 degrees in Xenia, 20 in Springfield, and 23 degrees in Dayton at 934. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Miller Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page 10. There it is. Miller Light brews with hops, hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light. Brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer AB St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at MillerCourse.com as of January 16, 2019. Dayton Daily News investigates. Digging deep into the issues you care about. Working hard to be your credible, reliable source of local news. This Thursday, Dayton Daily News investigates school security. In the wake of school shootings nationwide and here at home, some local school districts are taking action, installing new security measures to protect students. We investigate the innovations and training being used to counter threats statewide. Coming Thursday in the Dayton Daily News. In the stands or on the court, Kettering Physician Network orthopedic experts can help you feel better and live well. Whether your needs are general orthopedic issues or complex joint concerns, we can help you get back to your daily life. With 30 providers and over 20 convenient locations throughout the greater Dayton and Hamilton areas, we have the right orthopedic expert for you. Check out the entire team at KetteringPhysicianNetwork.org. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub tonight. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is former Flyer, still great, Rex Gardecki. And you're you, and we thank you for joining us. We're coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street as we are after, before and after now every UD home game. And we thank Colin Pullman and staff for hosting us all season. It's been another great year here at Flanagan's in Dayton. A winner uh, in a 70-39 to 39 win that wasn't even that close, Rex. And they uh, blow out the LaSalle Explorers, as uh, somebody, as you might not believe, who covers the league, told me earlier this year, you know, they're the best 9-20 and 20 team in the country. <laughs> well, okay. Yep. Uh, watch out for those LaSalle Explorers. Mm-hmm. They're terrible, but they might not be terrible. Uh, so taking a look at the conference standings, Rex, the one thing that Dayton assured themselves of uh, with this win tonight is uh, finishing no worse than where they're at right now in the conference standings, which is third. So the floor, the ceiling is the roof. The floor is third. The ceiling is second. If Dayton wins Saturday at Duquesne and the Davidson Wildcats lose Saturday, Dayton is the two seed by virtue. They would both be 13-5. and five. Dayton would then, though, earn the two-seed by virtue of the tiebreaker by beating the Wildcats head-to-head in Davidson just a few weeks ago. So Dayton is locked in to either the two- or the three-seed. 
if they get the three seed, they would not see uh, regular season champion VCU until the finals if they both make it that far. Well, and then we're looking at down the road who we would play, and there really are no teams that you know you're just going to overtake. Uh, we talked about George Mason possibly jumping up in there, and that's a situation where – you know, we really owe them a game. That was yes. a situation. We had that game won, yes. and the last three minutes dictated that we didn't. So we've got GM, we've got Duquesne, you've got a St. Bonaventure. So it yep. could go any way that, you know, it's going to go down to probably the last game. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And if, if the season ended tonight, Rex, if we did not have Saturday's slate of games left for everybody, Dayton would be playing George Mason in the first round. And that's a game I would want them on a neutral yes. floor, Rex, because, as you mentioned, Dayton knows them yes. for that clunker at home yep. a couple weeks yep. ago. So – Based on what I'm seeing in the standings, I think it's going to be one of either St. Bonaventure, Duquesne, or George Mason. They're all within a game of each other, and there's some jumbling to be done there between tonight's results and Saturday's, but it's probably going to be one of those three, either Bonnie's, Duquesne, or George Mason. I think St. Louis is too far down the standings to catch back up. We'll see, uh, but it's probably going to be one of those three, maybe Rody into the mix potentially, but uh, probably one of St. Bonaventure, Duquesne, Mason or St. Louis. Yeah, and I think St. Louis, I, I, I think their well is run dry with them. They're just not yeah. playing very well right now with a lot of confidence in there. You know, they can't shoot free throws. So and that's when it comes to tournament time, it, that's so essential because the, name, the game narrows and you're, you're with TV timeouts and things like that that you're playing three-minute segments. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a situation where you really get crunch when you're coming to tournament time. Yeah, and St. Bonaventure and Duquesne are two feisty and well-coached bunches. Yes. Um, but I would like my chances against Mason and St. Louis yes. on a neutral floor out there in Brooklyn and with this Dayton yeah. team quite literally having to fight for its NCAA tournament lives. And, again, uh, we'll, we'll have a great crowd in, in Brooklyn. We have, oh yeah, you know, a great alumni well. there, and that's, that makes a gigantic thing when you, you know, when you go into a situation like that that they're, you know, we might have 1,000 or 1,500 fans there where yeah. the other teams have 100 or 200, so that doesn't bother me a bit playing on the road. And I hope this doesn't happen because what you have to understand is there is a difference between what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen. And what I hope to happen is to have the 13, 14, 8, 10 every year. Five, six bids right. at large, resumes all over the place. Look, make no mistake about it. That is not this year in the 8, 10 nope. racks. And here, nope. as we sit here on March 6th, make no mistake about it. If, unless somebody if, – if VCU wins the 8, 10 tournament, it's, that's a one-bid league. Yes. Somebody right. besides VCU has got to win the 8, 10 tournament for yes. this to be a two-bid league this year. And that's – it's sad to see that because that's bad for the league. I agree. It's bad for the league profile, and by by extension, it's bad for Dayton if the A-10 is a one-bid league. But right now, VCU is the only team in this 14-team bunch that has any any at-large resume. I, I agree. They don't and need the auto bid, but now that's reasonable. I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect somebody else besides uh, this, this VCU Rams team to win the A-10 title because this A-10 this year has been as unpredictable as it has been lousy. Yeah, and it's just like the Pac-10. You look at that situation. Washington doesn't win that one. They could very well not have one team in it. I mean, it's, it's you know, and it's not fair because I, 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 I'd like to see them open it up to more teams. We, you know, there's talk about doing things like that. But I agree with you. I think there's some teams in the A-10 that could definitely play with a lot of the teams in there. You look at some of the Big Ten teams, uh, you know, I were talking Indiana at 5-14, and 14, and they're talking about a, a national championship season. They've got a long, long way to go. But, you know, that's something to talk about later. That's an Indiana team that might end up here for the first four. <laughs> I know that just made half the fan base's head explode. I'd pay to see that. Yeah. Archie Miller making his yeah. return in the first four. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I agree. That would be that'd be <laughs> interesting. We'll see, Rex. We shall see. You know the committee loves to weave those storylines in, and that'd be one. Yep. Hey, the Bud Light Mike. What's your name? Where are you from? Hi. Um, my name's Gabby. I'm from Kansas City. Woo! Gabby from Kansas City. Hey, oh, all right. Geez. 
Um, I just want to talk about hope because I feel like Dayton is struggling and everyone keeps saying that Dayton is, we have hope that we're going to do better next season. And it's always next season, next season. And Coach Grant is doing a great job. We've improved so much from last season. But, but what I want to know, <laughs> but what I want to know is when will that <laughs> hope turn into a reality? Because we oh. are, we oh, yeah. are true fans that want success and we know our team can get success. Yes. So what does it take for them to get success? That's Gabby, what I want to know. Gabby makes a good point because I, I want to know because I listen, they oh, yeah. have they have an entire student body waiting to support them when they get to this March Madness tournament. We are yes. waiting. We want to be out there. But they have not and we, our hope can only last so long. You, it's been two years, Gabby. You've waited so long for a it's tournament birth. It's been too long. You've seen two seasons. It's been too long. Oh, my God. Gabby, you've went two years without an NCAA tournament John, birth. I know. John, you said the, something the about The struggle's real. The struggle's real, Gabby. The struggle is real, Let's John. Let's hope in a, in a week, Gabby, we'll have that situation. Oh, I, I With fingers crossed. Season's not done That's yet. That's right. Cheers to Dayton. <laughs> Cheers to Dayton basketball. Everybody, thoughts and prayers for Gabby, who's gone 48 months without an NCAA tournament birth. Oh, man. Man. Those millennials. Yeah, what's your All name? Right. Where are you from? So, Ben France from <laughs> Kentucky. Ben from Kentucky. Hey, everybody. And Christian Hens, also from Kansas City. All right. I knew first, Gabby. First time, long time. Okay, yeah. so to respond to Gabby's point, <laughs> Obi Toppin is an elite dunker. Yes, sir. So I think he can lead us to an A-10 tournament championship, NCAA tournament bid, make a little run. Yeah. Let's go. Let's That's go. right. Let's I, I'm, I'm going to chime in for a little bit. I, I couldn't ahead. agree more with your statement. I think if we we can't we can't ignore the VCU, you know we can't we can't ignore that. But I think with what Gabby kind of said, I think with the hope we bring it to Dayton. I feel we feel it here. But tonight's oh, yeah. performance, you know, you we can't we can't let them down. You know, Dayton, we're we're for them. We're for the team, and uh, we're excited to see to see them. To see them winning, you know. Go to, see them, go to see them do the thing, to right? To see them yeah. do their thing. That's, That's right. Exactly what we said. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. As uh, as we look ahead to the A10 tournament, Rex, as was once uttered in the American Classic Major League, there's only one thing left to do, and we can't finish the rest of that line because the FCC is listening. Tom and Kettering, what's on your mind at the Bud Light mic? Gen gentlemen, uh, uh, before we went to the tournament four years in a row. How long, uh, had you, how long had you seen the drought, Tom? I'm sorry? How long had you seen NCAA tournament droughts? How long were the, Well, since 2009. Well, yeah, but, but uh, uh, before, before that happened, there was 40 years, and we hadn't been to four tournaments in a row. Yeah. So it's not something that's, you know, pretty common. And, and, you know, I think they'll get there. I hope they don't keep changing the rules to favor the big schools. And, and uh, which they seem to all the time, and, and uh, but uh, uh, you know, twenty wins used to get you to a tournament. Uh, uh, Rex, you got? Uh, did you get to a tournament? With we 20? got. We got two tournaments. Uh, but back then, don't forget the NIT was really a more prestigious tournament than the NCAA was. Yeah. So uh, we ended up losing to Duke in the uh, NCAA quarterfinals, and lost. Uh, I think out to UCLA out at West. So, you know, back then in the fifties and sixties. Sure. By far it was, and don't forget there back then. Sometimes there was only twelve or sixteen teams taken in the NCAA sure. tournament. Yeah. Sure. So I mean that was a real selective time. Yeah, so yeah. It's, and it's we changed. we were involved in a lot of that. Yes. So, 
But no, I th- I thought everything's everything was great. I think the one thing that's hurt us this year, and and you know, Gabby said she was looking for hope. Is we need depth. Okay, we need we need depth. Uh, uh, the teams that have beat us uh, have beat us with athletic guards bigger than Crutcher that have beaten him up during the whole game and made it difficult for him, you know, to do what he does best. And, and so I think next year that's going to get take care of itself a little bit. So uh, uh, we hope that uh, uh, everything works out, every, everybody stays. Uh, uh, and uh, although I think maybe not that's going to happen, but who knows. Gentlemen, thanks a lot. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, Tom. Tom knows what he's seeing, <laughs> and I think so do you. A lot of Flyer fans. Well, you know, we were talking. You know, you get into the eight <laughs> ten tournament. I, unless I'm wrong, I think you get another TV timeout. So you're really cutting the game into three minute three minute segments. So that really makes a difference. You're not playing where now it's it's sixteen, twelve, and eight. You might be playing and get an extra TV timeout. So you get that. It's not that much more of extended time for the players. Yeah. So, so to, to two points here. One thing Tom said. One thing Gabby said. One thing Tom said is we know twenty wins Rex doesn't get you doesn't get it what doesn't get you what you what it used no. to. It's uh, twenty wins is not you know great no. twenty wins, but it's it's not the benchmark it used to be yep. Uh, yep. back in the day. Also to Gabby's point that you know it it has been so far a one year because it's not officially a two year drought yet. We'll see what happens by the time selection Sunday rolls around. But you know it's. It is the expectation every year here at Dayton. You've yes. heard, you know, Archie Miller came along and he showed this program, this administration, this fan base what the bar is. Yes. And you heard Tim Wobbler and Archie Miller say, uh, just as you've heard Anthony Grant and uh, Neil Sullivan say, the goal every year, the bar here at Dayton is A-10 championships and the NCAA tournament every year. So rest assured from what young Gabby shared with us, that is, look, make no bones about it. That's the bar here at Dayton. Okay. You've heard. A.G. and his boss, Neil Sullivan, say many times, that's the bar, NCAA tournament. It's going to be a yep. whole lot more often with these two guys running it. If, if, they, if what I they agree. want to do, if they hit their goals, if what they want to do happens, is going to be every year you're in that at-large conversation. That's the bar at Dayton, make no mistake about it. Yep, and a money situation never changes. You know, you get a, a heck of a lot more money going to the NCAA than you do the NIT. But, you know, I, I think I agree with Gabby. I think, uh, you know, it's it's – We've lost some games I don't think we should have lost. I think Coach yep. Grant feels the same situation. So, you know, we've got turning into a two-week season right now. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how practices go, how he cuts back things in preparation for these next two or three games. Yeah, and look, you know, my stance on the NIT is, is well established. I think, and I don't think it's, it's an uncommon one. You know, it's, it's the not-invited tournament, Rex, and it's turned into the experimenting ground with yes. them playing quarters and the goofy shot clock stuff they're doing, and it's experimenting for new rules they want to try out at, at the, at the, for the rest of the season. But this year, you know, let's see. They're, they're probably, if they don't make the NCAA tournament, if, and if they're not going to get their Rex if they don't get the auto bid, no. they're likely headed for the NIT. Now, yes. it's a rare season in my book where, yeah, would it be a benchmark of progress? Sure. And can you use it as a springboard for an at-large berth next year? Yes. But you know who also is not that interested in an NIT bid, Neil Sullivan and Anthony Grant. They've said as much publicly, and it's never the bar here at Dayton, and they wouldn't be satisfied with it. And you never know. You know, it gets a situation, and I don't like to look two weeks ahead, but let's say we do get to that final game and we play VCU extremely tough and we get us 22 wins. What happens to some of the teams in the Big Ten if they lose early? As I said earlier, the Pac-10, that's a miserable league. I mean, it's, I, I can't believe some of the play in there. You even hear the commentators saying that, that they really shouldn't get one team in it. So we'll see. 
Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, and, and who knows? Make a run. Right. And Rex, with as terrible as the bubble is this year, you know what? Go and win and push VCU. And if you can't get the title, put some pressure on the committee and make them make a decision. Right. And if you're a Dayton fan, you better be paying attention to conference tournaments like the SoCon, like the Mountain West, exactly right. like the American. Watch out for bid stealers in those conferences. You want it to hold serve and for teams like Wofford, Nevada, Utah State to win the yes. Mountain West. You won't want Memphis taking away the American, a bid steal out of that conference. So keep an eye on these conference tournaments if you're a Flyers fan. You want, them to, you want straight chalk in some of these conference tourneys with uh, the bubble situation. But we'll see. Hey, tonight, Dayton winner, 70-39 to in a runaway against the LaSalle Explorers. It's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyers Feedback. We'll check in with David Jablonski on the hotline on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. The president's former personal attorney back to testify on Capitol Hill Wednesday. An Inglewood contractor is facing felony charges for allegedly bilking clients out of $175,000. And a warm-up is headed for the Miami Valley, but we have to deal with some more snow first. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Coors Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page three. There it is. Coors Light brews with hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light, brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer AB St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at MillerCoors.com as of January 16, 2019. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. As the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools, we treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. We've got Flyer Fever. How about you? Code is proud of its Gem City roots and proud to support our hometown UD Flyers. Ask us about Welcome Home, a special mortgage program for qualified new home buyers. Grant funds become available March 1st, so reserve your funds now before they're gone. It's basically free money. Free money? Who wouldn't want to take advantage of that? Check CodeCU.org to find out more. We are proud to be the Downtown Dayton Credit Union. Member NC. UA. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Catholic Social Services of the Miami Valley strengthens individuals and families in need through acts of faith, service, and charity. We're talking with Laura Resch, CEO of Catholic Social Services Miami Valley. Catholic Social Services, Laura, serves a, a really large region, serving 10 counties in all. I would imagine you see a, a lot of variety in your work. What, what kind of challenges does that present? Yes, and each community has unique challenges which change over time and also incredible assets that we can build upon as well. Our mission, though, is timeless, and our mission never changes, and it's rooted in the gospel call to love and care and serve neighbors in need, and how we do that may change, but the mission itself is perfect, and it never changes. So, Laura, how can people help? We would invite uh, all your listeners, Larry, to visit www.cssmv.org, make a gift of financial support, or join our team of 350 dedicated, awesome volunteers who help bring our mission to life every day. 
Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints. So stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy to clean fingerprint resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. As we head through the remainder of the evening, it is going to be chilly. We're falling back through the 20s. Wind chills eventually fall to the single digits, but at least we stay quiet through the night. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is Rex Gardecki, and you're joining us, too, and we thank you for giving us some of your time tonight and all season long as we are coming to you live here from Flanagan's Pub, our pre- and post-game stop for Dayton basketball uh, throughout the season. Hey, you can call us up at 457-1290. We're going to go to the hotline right now. Oh, it's so hot. 75% of the earth is covered by water. Oh, my gosh. The rest of it's covered by David Jablonski. <laughs> Jabo, welcome to Flyer Feedback. What is on your mind tonight? Well, glad to be here. It was a fun uh, senior night at UD Arena. They've won uh, eight in a row now on senior night, and it seems like Every one of them has a really good story. And tonight was just an amazing uh, finish. Uh, Cunningham's last shot at the arena is the made three-pointer, and uh, and Jack Warsfield shows him up by making his own three in the in the last uh, second. So that was a uh, big uh, exclamation point on a, a route of uh, a team that really hasn't been blown out that much. This was definitely what that was uh, worst loss in conference play. They've been pretty competitive uh, despite their uh, rather mediocre record. So uh, you know it was a strong performance in the second half. At least the last 12 minutes by date uh, to blow them out here tonight. Yeah, they're Jabba, like I've been saying, they're the best nine and twenty team in the country. You gotta watch out for that LaSalle team. Well, they did beat Davis a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. It's, that is true. As, yeah. as you and I have talked about, this A ten has been as unpredictable as it has been lousy this year. Uh Jabba yeah. with seedings. If if Duquesne I gotta correct something I said earlier, uh Dayton did a, a took a big step in locking up that three seed. The other thing they need to happen is Duquesne needs to lose tonight. Uh Duquesne is down, I think, nine at St. Louis with about a little under four left. So if the Dukes lose tonight, that will complete both things that Dayton needed to lock into that three seed, no lower than that uh, for the A-10 tournament. They could get as high as two if Davidson loses Saturday. But if the Dukes lose tonight, that's official. That would lock in uh, no lower than the three seed for Dayton. Um, so, you know, what do you make of this team, Jabo, as we now head to Pittsburgh and then we turn our attention to Brooklyn uh, a week from hopefully Friday? Well, as Anthony Grant said after the game, the, uh, he thinks they're capable of making a run in Brooklyn. Um, you know, stringing three games together in three days. It's hard to see sometimes from this team, but, you know, sometimes they play so well, you, you could, could see it happen. Uh, I mean, they're, they've got as good a chance as anybody outside of BCU. I mean, BCU is obviously the team to beat. I mean, what they've did, done this season after the 4-2 start not losing again is pretty amazing. Um, so they're going to be the team to beat, but that doesn't always mean uh, the top seed doesn't always win the conference tournament. There's a lot of four seeds, a lot of three seeds who have won it. So I think Dayton's got a chance. Uh, if they can just get past that first game, I'll build a little confidence after you know, losing their first game the last two years in the conference tournament. Uh, that would be a, a boost. And uh, maybe they can avoid getting BCU until the final, which would be uh, yeah. Yeah, a nice thing for them after two close losses to BCU. So we'll see. Yeah, I think, I think even if uh, Duquesne wins that game, it's already locked up. Uh, 
talking to Doug Hostow because a three-way tie maybe would be one of the thieves. But uh, either way, you know, they're looking good for, uh, for the top four seeds. Yeah, we'll see. And then it's going to take somebody. It's going to take somebody not named VCU winning that tournament, Jabo, to to get this uh, league more than one bid. Right? Yeah, but you always got the NIT. You really can't uh, discount the NIT. It's such a strong tournament. I, I'm looking forward to covering a game in it at some point in my career. I know you don't like it, John, but um, I'm looking forward to covering it with you. <laughs> For those of you who can't tell, Jabo's tone of voice. He's trolling me now. And I, I mean, appreciate the, the troll so hard after. An, after an NIT game would be off the hook. I would just pay money to be there for that. Uh, it would be, yeah. It would you. All right. You know what, Job? I'm gonna give you credit for that. I will. I will just. Greatness acknowledges greatness, and I, I give you credit you for trolling so our, hard. Did you talk about my dream NIT scenario yet? It, you know what? Talk. I don't think I did. Tell the nice people listening what your dream NIT scenario <laughs> is, Jabo. Right State in the first round, Indiana in the second round, Xavier in the third round. <laughs> Ohio State in the semifinals. I don't know. Maybe you play the Cavs this year. Game. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> you perfect, play the Cavs and Madison, and all home games. All of those. And we get all games. we get all the future first, oh, first round you know, picks. You, know, you need to go to Madison Square Garden. Play at a A chalk, a chalk NIT with just all home games of all those, all those yeah, scenarios I mean, just, that just I can hear just Jabo. Training. I can I can hear heads exploding out in Radio Land right now with the scenario you just ran through. So, oh uh, boy. <laughs> Well, David Jablonski, we appreciate you checking in on the hotline. And, and David, now uh, we turn our you. attention. And you, you head to Pittsburgh on Saturday, so safe travels and enjoy your time with the Yinzers. Yep, I will. I'll try to have a yingling for, uh, for Solly and uh, some of their Twitter uh, <laughs> That's people right. from Pittsburgh. And Bucky, he's a Pittsburgh, uh, he's a Pittsburgh guy himself. Oh, yeah? So okay. David Jablonski uh, checking in on the hotline, so make sure you follow Jabo on Twitter and certainly follow his coverage as we head now to the regular season finale on Saturday at Duquesne as we uh, – you know, Rex, it's Wind fun up. time of year. It's March. and Oh, it's the greatest time of the year. You know, nothing like March Madness. Yep. And we'll, uh, we'll see what the Dayton Flyers are able to do in terms of, uh, you know, that's, that's a, as I mentioned, that is a feisty. And as a kid from Akron, I've, I've been watching a lot of Keith Dambrot for uh, much of my life, and he's a he's good coach. That's a well-coached bunch out there in Duquesne. That's a Dukes program that's on the rise after some time down in the, down in the gutter. And uh, should be a good matchup on uh, Saturday and a tough one for Dayton. Yeah, they've got great guard play, and I'm sure they're going to – their philosophy is to pick Jalen Crutcher up right when he gets the ball and just make it miserable for him for 40 minutes. And so Jordan Davis, Dwayne Colehill, some other guys are going to have to step up and handle the ball and, and do the right things. But as we know from, from Leslie earlier, mm-hmm. that is, that's a trip. That's, yep. that that's Whether you're going with them or you're making your own way, that is a, that is a, it's a friendly road trip for Flyer fans. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the Palumbo Center at times, Rex, where it's, it seems at least half and half you yep. Duquesne fans. So. Flyer faithful travel well, and I'm sure we'll see a lot of red. Dayton red at the Palumbo Center on Saturday. So, hey, Flyer fans, that's going to do it for us tonight. One more time, Dayton winner in a big way, 70-39 to over the LaSalle Explorers. Our next game is Saturday night at 7. We are on the air with the expanded Bud Light pregame show at 6. Larry will have the call at 7 from the Palumbo Center in Pittsburgh, and we will see you on the air uh, afterwards for Flyer feedback. So we will see you on the radio Saturday night, Flyer fans. Until then, from my partner Rex Gardecki, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.